You are listening to Melbourne Lights Church Weekly Podcast. Great, uh, those carols, there's so much truth in those carols. And uh, I looked at those little children up here and I went, oh, it's frightening to be on stage, isn't it? Terrifying. So, uh, but they did a great job. And so I want to say a Merry Christmas from our family and from our leadership here at Melbourne Lights Church to all of you and to all of our visitors. We are, we are delighted that you're with us and enjoying today. Uh, at the outset, before I even preach, I want to say that we're not here just to do another church service, uh, but we always say this every Sunday, that we are here to have an encounter with Jesus. He's the most important person in our life. Uh, we live for him. We worship him. We believe in his power, his supernatural anointing uh, to bring salvation, which we believe for today, and, and healing and deliverance. But we pray, our prayer, and I know I speak from Matt, who leads our team, is that you would have an encounter with Jesus today. More than great carols, more than, uh, than a preach. I nearly said a great preach. Well, that's, that, that, that's, that's to, for you to decide. Is that we would have an encounter with Jesus. That if you need healing, that you would allow him to heal you today. If you need freedom, his Holy Spirit is in this room today to bring freedom to you. If you're disconnected, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it is our prayer that you would find him as Lord and Saviour today. And so Merry Christmas, my dear friends. And, uh, and so uh, last week, uh, Matt preached on a great preach uh, on it's better to give than to receive. And uh, Christmas Day is a day, uh, amongst other things, about great gifts. And uh, the older you get, uh, you enjoy giving gifts more than receiving them. Although if you gave me an expensive fly rod, I would say thank you very much, amen, hint, hint to my family. But uh, it's true, the older you get, the more you just enjoy giving gifts. In fact, I delight in giving gifts. And so today I want to uh, preach about uh, an extraordinary gift. Have you ever received one of those gifts that it, it just stays with you? It's old, maybe it's in the cupboard but it was such a significant gift. Maybe it was in a season of your life that you really enjoyed it. Maybe it's something that Jesus gave to you. Well, today I want to talk about an extraordinary gift. And it's a gift like no other. It has medical benefits. It's got spiritual benefits. It's got physiological benefits. And it's got lasting benefits. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting gift. It can lower your blood pressure. It can help you sleep better. It can help you with your anxiety and depression. It can help with insomnia, with better anger management, some of you. Amen? You're some of the wives. I'm not looking at you. Some of your wives said, preach it, Paulie. It can lower the risk of heart attack. From a spiritual point of view, this gift, this extraordinary gift, will save your life. Will save your life. And my now, you might be asking, well, what is this gift? And is there a catch to this gift? I want to say there is. See, this gift is one of those only times that you can re-gift a gift. Have you ever had a gift that you gave to somebody else and it comes back to you? Well, it has happened to me. Well, unacceptable to re-gift at Christmas time, except this gift. See, this gift you have to give it away in order to receive its full benefits. And if you haven't guessed what it is by now, it's found in the Lord's Prayer, halfway down. Anybody want to guess what it is? Yes, sir. 
yes, yes, well, you'd like to see Jesus. Well, you had a go. Anybody else on this side? Yes, ma'am. Forgiveness, top of the class. But you still get a candy cone, my friend. I want to say one of the greatest gifts you can receive today to live out of today and to give others is the gift of forgiveness. The reason Jesus came in human form, Emmanuel, God with us, and he lived 33 years of a supernatural, incredible life. He brought repentance to people. He brought forgiveness to people. He brought miracles, signs and wonders. He set the captives free. Will always be because he wanted to reconcile people back into a relationship with Jesus. See, the story of Christmas is not a little baby in a manger. He's no longer a baby. Can I say that to you? He's grown up. Grown up. Please don't be upset, little baby in a manger. It's cute. But I want to say Jesus is alive today through his Holy Spirit. And he's here in this room on this Sunday morning to reconcile you back in a relationship with Jesus. Forgiveness is an incredible gift. At this point, you might say to me, okay, Paulie, well, why do I need forgiveness? I am not a bad person. I've never murdered anybody. Anybody ever murdered somebody? Just don't put your hand up right now. I've met a number of murderers. In fact, I've had the privilege of leading a bunch of murderers in a relationship with Jesus. Their life has changed completely. So you might say, Paulie, I've never murdered anybody, never killed anybody, never committed adultery. I'm a good person. But I want to say that you're good compared to the good of Jesus and ain't the same thing. What we worship right now, the hymns that we just spoke about, the life of Jesus is that he's holy and righteous and that his standard of good is so different to you and I. Even our best efforts don't cut it before a holy God. That's why you and I need the gift of forgiveness. If you've got your Bibles this morning, I want to share a parable with you about forgiveness. Now, when the Holy Spirit put in my heart to preach today about forgiveness, this is not the kind of parable you would hear at Christmas time. It's not a Christmas parable. But you know what it is? It's a life parable. See, life doesn't stop at Christmas time. We still have bills to pay. We still get hurt. We still get angry. And we all get flippin' angry with other people sometimes. Yes? Can we be honest? Can't say flippin'? No? Can't say that word in church. Bad luck. I'm the most irreligious person you'll meet. We carry offenses. We carry hurt. We carry unforgiveness in our heart and we live an invisible prison. Wouldn't it be great this Sunday, this Christmas Sunday, to walk out of prison free? I'm free. I'm free. Thank God Almighty I'm free. Amen? Sound like a southern preacher right now whatever that is. Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and said, Jesus, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to 70 times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. This is just an infinite number. It doesn't mean 490. Is that correct? Not 490. It's an infinite number because he says, how many times shall I forgive? Indefinitely. Keep on forgiving. 
Don't stop forgiving. That's what it means. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle his accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and the payment be made. Not a very nice story on Christmas Day. But that's what happened in those days and it's a parable. Jesus is about to teach us something. The servant therefore fell down before Jesus saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion. Right through scripture you'll see this, that Jesus is always moved by compassion. So many people criticize the church and hate the church until they have an encounter with the love of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus, the supernatural breakthrough of Jesus. See, I always say this, you know, before you bad mouth Christian and all that, have you had an encounter with Jesus? Have you walked in his freedom, in his liberty? Because I promise you, one encounter with Jesus it will change your life forever. I've just turned 60. I've been Christian all my life. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've sinned more times than I care to remember. But I thank the Lord that Jesus died on the cross and set me free. And if I died tonight, I hope I don't, my love. I hope I'm around for another 20, and then I want a Viking burial, just to let you know. Viking burial. Sounds good, out on the boat with my fishing rod. Praise you, Jesus. Heaven. And he forgave him his debt, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. A fraction of what this man owed. And he said, pay me now what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down on his feet and begged him, saying, have patience on me. Forgive me. Give me some grace, and I will pay you back. And he would not return the forgiveness, but went and threw him in prison till he should pay all his debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved, and came and told their master all that had been done. Then their master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, you wicked servant, I forgave you. You owed me so much. The least you could have done is to forgive other people. After all that I've done for you, you treat your fellow servant, your fellow human being. Is it an interesting in life? We all like the forgiveness bit, but sometimes we struggle extending forgiveness to other people. Our grace line is just behind our own mess. If we could see how bad our mess is before Jesus and how much he's forgiven us, I want to say, baby, you would walk a lot freer when you give it away. See, forgiveness, you've got to re-gift it. Because the Bible says, unless you forgive others, I will not forgive you. What a gift this Christmas. I could have preached on anything, but the Holy Spirit said, I want to set people free today. I want to bring through the power of the Holy Spirit, such an anointing in people's life to set them free. I, don't want to, I didn't want to preach a cutesy little message. Be better that you take a message and you can live out of that after Christmas for the rest of your life, to live out of prison in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christian life is all about, not coming to church and being religious and singing some Shanda Baba songs. 
and the elders all singing. It's about having that encounter with Jesus that we make mistakes, but he forgives us, and I forgive other people. And the leaders are cracking up laughing. Verse 35, So my heavenly Father also will do to you, each one of you, from his heart, if you don't forgive your brother's trespasses. In today's terms, the debt of the first servant was $3.4 billion worth of gold. That's how much he owed. Now, I don't know about your finances, and I don't want to know, but I would doubt that too many of us in this room would be able to pay today a debt of $3.4 billion. If you can, can I talk to you later? Because <laughs> fishing rods, Ferraris, another trip to Italy. The other servant owed $4,000. $3.4 billion, $4,000. The first servant didn't realize, my goodness, I've been forgiven so much, so much. See, this is the story of you and I. This is why this Christmas, the gift of forgiveness and giving forgiveness is such an extravagant gift. It's a gift for life. And honestly, if you get this, you'll feel so much better. You'll live free. See, it says in the Bible that all have sinned in Romans 3 and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. And it says in Romans chapter 3 that not one, there is not even one who's right before God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. Now, talking about sin on Christmas Day, it's not the cutest of sermons. Amen? Morning, everybody. Church for us is a full contact sport. We don't mind if you laugh or whatever you do. But talking about sin is not pleasant. But I told you what it is pleasant is that you come in a relationship with Jesus? Did you experience his love? Did you find purpose and identity? Did you find what it means to truly be in a relationship with a loving God? I tell you, it's worth talking about a little bit of sin when we discover what he did for you and I. Psalm 40.12 says this, For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fells upon me. Nothing is of more grievance to God than for you and I to be separated from Him. So that is the challenge. But here's the good news. See, God's a God of relationship. God loves you. And He was never going to let you be separated. He made a way for you to be reconciled with God. We call that forgiveness. We call that the gospel. We call that good news. And it goes like this. Are you ready? John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, whoever, not men, not women, not color skin, whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And then it says in John 3.17, For God came into the world not to condemn the world, but to redeem us, to forgive us, and to bring us back in a relationship with Jesus. See, God does not want to lose one of us. It says in Luke 19, he came to seek and save those who were lost. He's a loving God and he loves us. He will not tolerate sin because the wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. But the gift of life is eternal life. To be now in a relationship with Jesus, to be full of the Spirit of God, to live on purpose full of Jesus. 
And I'm glad that so many years ago, I gave my life to Jesus. Lesson number one, we all need forgiveness. All of us in this room, all of us need the forgiveness of Jesus. Amen? All of us, all of us. I'm glad that on that board up there, on that things, all my sins don't go up there so you can all see them. But Jesus knows them. I've, I've stuffed up plenty of times. Just ask my wife. Just ask the leadership. I still stuff up because life is whatever. But Jesus teaches me that I need his forgiveness. The second thing that we live, that, that, we, that we understand here is that not only did, does he give us the gift of forgiveness, we need to live out of that forgiveness. I can't tell you how many people I've met, people who come to church who don't know they are forgiven. They live in shame, in embarrassment, regrets, fear, and they live in a prison. I don't know if you've ever been to prison. Don't put your hand up. But as a young boy, I stole some fruit on a mission field. I got arrested because I was dumb enough to get arrested. And so I had to spend a night in a cell. True story, in the mission field. And then my dad came. My dad was six foot eight, 135 kilograms of pure muscle. And my dad never spanked with his hand. He always spanked with his belt. And so you know some of those stories are etched in your brain. And so my dad spent the night with me, hugging me and showing me what forgiveness is all about. And he says, the next morning, let's walk out. Never steal a piece of fruit again. Maybe I've pinched a couple of grapes here and there from Coles. <laughs> I'm Italian. You've got to taste before you eat. The first gift you can receive this Christmas is the gift of being reconciled with Jesus. No matter what you've done, no matter what sin you've done, as I said before, I've seen murderers fall on their knees and say, Jesus, I repent, I need you. Secondly, you need to live out that forgiveness. But there's a third element in this parable, and it's always got to me. Unless you forgive others, you won't be forgiven. This Christmas, you have the capacity of not only being forgiven, not only walking free, but setting others free. One of the most beautiful things about forgiving others is that you get set free. The person who stays in prison is the person who doesn't forgive others. Okay. I forgive you, phone. <laughs> Matthew 6.15, but if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father in heaven won't forgive you. Matthew 7.47 says this way, Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. When you know how much Jesus loves you, when you know that he sees your life and every life in this room is precious to Jesus, every one of us. He died for all of us. He rose for all of us. He gave his spirit so you and I can all be in a relationship with Jesus. That's why forgiveness is an extravagant gift, a gift that should never stop giving. 
a gift that it's okay to re-gift it to other people. But there's a fourth element. See, when we talk about forgiveness, we say, okay, we need to forgive those who've hurt us and done wrongdoings. I want to say there are consequences for sin. That we still forgive people. But sometimes there's cause-effect because of things that we've done. I stole that fruit when I was a little boy and I had to go and spend a night in a cell. And I've done other things that were wrong and I've had to pay the consequences. We forgive the person, but we still render unto season the actions that we have. But the power of forgiveness is incredible. I want to finish with this story. It's the story of the Abdallah family. It's a story that even mentioning the name gets me. On the 1st of February in 2020, three little siblings and their cousin asked mum and dad for some money in the western suburbs of Sydney to go and buy some ice cream in a hot Sydney February night. These three little Abdullah children with their cousin went around the corner. As they were walking to buy their ice cream, and many of you may know the story because it was plastered all over the news for months. A man loaded up on drugs, drunk off his face, came around the corner, jumped the curb and killed all four of them. These precious, lovely, four innocent young children mowed down and killed a few, months, a few weeks after Christmas. The parents were told and went to the scene and it was all over the news, was live. Their grief was all over the nation. And the first words that came out of Denny and Lila Abdallah is that because Jesus forgive us and we are people of faith, we forgive the man who took our four precious children. And they started, which is in every February, I Forgive campaign. But the story gets even more powerful. In February this year, Danny Abdallah went into a Sydney prison to face the man who killed his three children and his niece. And he uttered these words, I forgive you and I set you and I free. Is he still grieving? You bet he is. But what a story. What a demonstration. And he said, I cannot but forgive you. And I pray that I never, ever get tested this with my two sons. They said, I cannot but forgive you because Jesus forgave everything for me. This true story, and you can look it up, it's called I Forgive, demonstrated how powerful this gift of forgiveness is, that we cannot but live in forgiveness. I want to ask you a question. Do you need the gift of forgiveness today? Are you away from Jesus? If you've never made him the Lord and Savior of your life, you might be a good person, but you know that you don't measure up towards a holy God. But he invites you to have a relationship with him today. Maybe you need to take out your mobile phone and text somebody today 
and say, I choose to forgive. As an eldership, we have the privilege of shepherding so many people or pastoring a lot of people in our church. And we know many of your stories. Some very tough stories in our fellowship. And we journey with you. And there are consequences for those who've hurt you, as I said before. But today, you can walk out of prison and set them free. Or maybe you need both. Maybe you're so angry with God. I've met so many people angry with God that you can't forgive him and you can't forgive yourself. And therefore, you can't forgive others. I guarantee you that when you experience the love of Jesus, forgiveness will come easier. Not easy, not easy, will come easier to you. I had to forgive somebody this week. I don't like preaching sometimes because every time I preach, I get tested. Oh, flip an egg, people. I, I, I'm in it every time. I was so worked up about this preach because you know what's going to happen for the next couple of weeks? Somebody will wrong me. One of you guys will say something silly and stupid to me. I'll have to forgive you. <laughs> but see, we don't just preach the stuff here in Melbourne Lights. We choose to live it out. Would you stand with me? The first servant had received so much forgiveness. And yet he forgot about it and he did not extend it to others. I don't know what that conversation between Delhi Abdallah and the guy who killed his kids went on, but I've been in prison cells with prisoners before. I was in New Zealand last year and this year, and to see some of the members of the mongrel mob, one of the most fierce bikey gangs, fall to their knees and receive Jesus. They had murdered, they'd killed people. But the privilege of seeing these kind of toughest of toughest of boys have an encounter with Jesus. And to hear these words, can your Jesus possibly forgive my sins? And when they get forgiveness. See, the beauty of that story in Hastings is right next to them was somebody from the Black Panthers. If you know anything about the, uh, the gangs in New Zealand, they are the two most fierce rivals. And they hugged and they forgave each other. And we wept and we wept because of the power of Jesus. This Christmas, His gift to you and I is that you can receive forgiveness. You can live forgiven and you can extend it right now. I'm going to come off this stage in a minute. I think we're going to sing some more carols. Is that right? Is that what we're doing? But it would be wrong. It would be a travesty that after preaching on forgiveness, you're not offered the opportunity to receive the hand of Jesus. Take him by the hand and say, I am a sinner and I need to repent today. It would be a travesty for you to leave this place today, not get your phone and text that parent, that sibling, that partner, 
that you just hate, that you're offended, that you're angry with, give yourself and give them the gift of forgiveness. And it's so sweet, so sweet, so beautiful to walk in the freedom of Jesus. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ set us free. And so I'm going to pray now. It's a prayer that we do every Sunday because we are so committed about these things, about the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of the kingdom. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to make your life right with Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity to walk out of prison and be set free and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to say, I need to set somebody else free. I'm not going to hold them captive anymore because Jesus doesn't hold me captive. Don't walk out of this place going to another Christmas service. This Christmas, embrace the most extravagant gift of all, which is not forgiveness. It's Jesus. The most extravagant gift you can receive and give to others is the person, the power, and the presence of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus. See, there's no forgiveness without Jesus. There's no anointing without Jesus. There's no purpose without Jesus. Jesus is the reason for everything. He's the reason that I'm alive today. The gift that you can receive right now is the gift of Jesus. In the words of the old hymn, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than fortunes untold. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. And today, you can make that hymn your reality, your anthem. I found Jesus. Or even more correctly, Jesus found moi. Or me. Or whatever language you speak. And so can we just close our eyes? And if you don't want to close your eyes, don't close them. Don't close them. Actually, don't close your eyes. Sorry. Let's just not close your eyes. Because we come to church and close our eyes and everybody else keeps their eyes open anyhow. That's true. We'll just go, we're just peeking to who responds. I'm going to pray right now. And I'm going to invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. to be forgiven once and for all, to come out of prison, to set others free, and to be the man and the woman that God of the universe, Yahweh, whose name is Jesus, the Messiah, called you to be. Today can be the best day of your life. Today, this decision can change the course of your destiny forever. I've seen hundreds and thousands of people. We're in a season of revival in Australia and you can be part of it just by saying yes to Jesus right now. He goes to prayer. And if you've never made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to pray this with me right now. Dear Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I come before you a righteous and holy God 
And I ask that you would forgive me today of my sins. I bring my past to you, my mistakes, my failings, my broken relationships, my addictions, anything that in your sight is not holy. And I say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And today I receive you in my life. Wash me clean today. Forgive me today that I would forgive others who trespass against me. Today, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me with the oil of gladness. Fill me with the presence and power of King Jesus. That I be the man or the woman who you always predestined for me to be. Now you can close your eyes for a minute. If you prayed that with me, would you lift up your hand right now? Just lift up your hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think there are some more people. Thank you, man. Thank you, young man. That's it. That's it. You keep your hand up. If you were afraid, put your hand up right now. Just say, yes, Jesus, I receive it right now. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Put your hand down. And now I want you to put your hand up if you've been living in a prison and you need Jesus to set you free. You've been riddled with guilt, riddled with power, riddled with all kinds of things that separate you from God. And today you want to come out of prison. You don't know how. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. If you've been living in that prison of fear, and rejection. Would you lift up your hand right now? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come out of prison. That's it. Come out of prison today. Start living the abundant life of Jesus, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. And the third one, don't put your hand up for this. Who do you need to forgive today? Sunday, the 24th of December, 2023, at 11.15 a.m. Who do you need to forgive? Maybe, just maybe, you need to forgive God. He doesn't need it, but you feel that. And maybe, just maybe, you need to forgive yourself. Can I ask you a favor this Christmas? Please, Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Not one person in this room, unless your name is Jesus the Messiah, is perfect. Not one. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.